Elon Musk bought Twitter. So what does that mean for the platform moving forward? In this podcast episode, we are going to discuss free speech, the billionaire rocket science genius Twitter user who uses it avidly, Elon Musk, and what it all means with his recent accusation of Twitter. My name is Monte Lee. This is the Carrot Juice Podcast. I don't want to waste your time. I have a couple of articles and some information that we're going to get into, and I'm going to give some of my perspective on what I think this all means. So without further delay, let's get right into the story, courtesy of the New York Times. With deal for Twitter, Musk lands a prize and pledges fewer limits. The world's richest man succeeded in a bid to acquire the influential social networking service, Twitter, which he said has said he wants to take private. Elon Musk struck a deal on Monday to buy Twitter for roughly $44 billion. In a victory by the world's richest man to take over the influential social network frequented by world leaders, celebrity, celebrities, and cultural trendsetters. Twitter agreed to sell itself to Mr. Musk for $54.20 a share, a 38% premium over the company's share price this month before he revealed he was the firm's single largest shareholder, making him the majority owner. This would be the biggest deal to take a company private, something Mr. Musk has said he will do with Twitter in at least two decades, according to data compiled by Deal Logic. Elon said on Twitter, free speech is the bedrock of a functioning democracy and Twitter is the digital town square where matters vital to the future of humanity are debated, Mr. Musk said. Twitter has tremendous potential. I look forward to working with the company and the community users to unlock it. So it goes on to say here that the blockbuster agreement caps what seemed an improbable attempt by the famously mercurial, mercurial Mr. Musk, who was 50, I didn't know he was 50, to buy Twitter and immediately raises questions about what he will do with the platform and how his actions will affect online speech globally. That is the question. How will this affect people moving forward? The billionaire who has more than 83 million followers on Twitter and has romped across the service, hurling jibes and memes and has repeatedly said he wants to transform the platform by promoting more free speech and giving users more control over what they see on it. By taking the company private, Mr. Musk could work on the service out of sight of the prying eyes of investors, regulators, and others. But what's the drawback? There has been some scrutiny. Twitter is not the biggest social platform. It has more than 217 million daily users compared with billions for Facebook and Instagram, but it has had an outsized role in shaping narratives around the world. Political leaders have made it a megaphone while companies, celebrities, 
and others have used it to hone images and build brands. In recent years, Twitter has also become a target of criticism. Some users spread misinformation and other toxic content on the service. Former President Trump turned Twitter to insult and inflame until it barred him after the January 6th riots on the Capitol. The company has repeatedly created policies on the fly to deal with unexpected situations. And even Mr. Musk, even Elon, has had a rocky relationship with online speech. Just saying, you think that prompted him buying the service? You damn right. If you haven't heard about this, this year he tried to quash a Twitter account that tracked his private jet, citing personal and safety reasons, and he has gotten into trouble with regulators over his tweets. Yeah, so if you haven't heard about this story, there was a teenager who decided to track Elon's whereabouts with his Twitter account. Okay. Very strange. Citing personal and safety reasons. And he has gotten into trouble with regulators over the tweets. On Monday, he tweeted that he hoped his worst critics will remain on Twitter. That is what free speech means. He added in his statement as well that he hoped to increase trust by making Twitter's technology more transparent, defeating the bots that spam people on the platform and authenticating all humans. Hold on, hold on. So what does that mean? Does that mean everybody gets a blue check? Nope. Probably not. And I don't think that should be the case anyway. Bridget Todd, a director of Ultraviolet, a woman's rights organization said Mr. Musk deal could be treacherous for online speech because he might not be in favor of Twitter's community standards and barring users who violated those standards. She goes on to say, this is a massive, massively slippery slope. This is a massively slippery slope. Tongue twister. In Washington, Republicans who have long accused Twitter of censoring their views cheered Mr. Musk's deal. All right. Senator Marsha Blackburn of Tennessee said, I am hopeful that Elon Musk will help rein in big tech's history of censoring users that have a different viewpoint. Mr. Trump told Fox News on Monday that he would stick with posting on his social network, Truth Social. I am not going on Twitter, but added that he hoped Elon buys Twitter because he'll make improvements to it. So overall, Democrats were restrained on the deal. They declined to comment on Twitter sale, specifically President Biden. And uh, President Biden said, has long been concerned about the power of large social media platforms and that they should be held accountable for harms that they cause. Um, last year, it goes on to say here that Twitter is not profitable. It really wasn't about profit at the end of the day for Elon Musk, he stated. It also talks about here how the transition could take some time, three to six months to be exact. And that's kind of the backstory and the backdrop of this episode. So what does this all mean in layman's term for the everyday person? For the everyday person that's posting on Twitter, I don't think it means much. However, for people who are in policy, 
for people who run mega corporations, for people who have a lot of influence, just not your normal everyday person, this will have a profound effect on how people communicate, at least on Twitter. And I'm going to let you know why I think this is not a bad thing. Elon Musk is pro free speech. I think that somebody that's wise and somebody that is aware recognizes that just because everybody has free speech doesn't mean you agree with what everybody says. I think people who are on the far, far left and people who are on the far, far right should be allowed to say what they want to say. Because in both of those extremes, in those cases, I would rather know where somebody stands and what they are spewing and actually see them for who they are than let things be ambiguous and let people be anonymous and not state what they have to say. They always say the devil, you know, or the devil who hides in the shadows. I would rather know what somebody has to say if their views are very extreme or problematic. I don't want to hush them. I want them to say what they have to say and they can illuminate themselves. I'm not trying to silence what you have to say. I can acknowledge that I don't have to agree with a human being. I don't have to agree with somebody's point of view if it's extreme on either side, either far right or far, far left. I can recognize that people have different viewpoints and I can also be like, okay, that's what that person believes. They identified themselves. I see what they are. And then I'm going to let them rock. Now I understand there are things when it comes to like national security and what have you. Yes. There needs to be some limitations within reason on people saying certain things that could harm other people. But by and large, I'm a proponent of people having free speech, having the ability to say what they want to say, because at the end of the day, it only highlights and lets you identify where they really stand. I would rather know where somebody stands than have them be censored. And I'm not sure where people stand because all, all people are going to do is just go to different platforms and then just kind of be in these silos and spewing the stuff that they're talking about. No, I'd rather have it be out in the open so now I can identify you. That's just kind of my common sense perspective on censorship and on free speech. I think this is a good thing if people take their feelings out of it. Being able to think critically, being able to listen to somebody's point of view, even if they don't agree with you, is a skill and a trait that more people should have. I know me personally, people don't agree with everything that I have to say, and I'm okay with that. But I also will say this, if anybody's interacted with me on social media or on any of my content here on the podcast, you will quickly pick up that even if you disagree with me, I treat you with respect. I respond back in a way that's all about logic and reason and getting to some better level of understanding with the, with the point or with the topic. 
And I want to talk to people and hear people's point of view that don't agree with me. I think things become issues when people don't want to hear somebody else's opposing view. And then you have a bunch of echo chambers online where people only hear and only listen to and only want to hear from people who agree with them. That is the slippery slope. That is the issue with where social media has been heading at times where people don't want to think critically. People don't want to have their points of view challenged and the argument gets into an emotional space and it's not anywhere rooted in logic and reason. I love to hear people having productive conversations with opposing points of view. That's the type of content that I consume. That's the type of thing that makes me think. And that's ultimately is what's going to help the society, people in general, progress forward. You don't get anywhere in life only listening to and seeking gratification from people who already agree with you. If your position and your points are valid, you should be able to take somebody challenging your point of view and you having a dialogue and coming to a level of understanding, even if the person doesn't agree with you. I think this is important because people online, especially on Twitter, can get into their emotions, get into their feelings, and then they're hiding behind an avatar. They don't have their face or name attached to Twitter or to uh, what they're saying. And I like, if, if you take anything away from what Elon Musk is gonna do, it's this. He said he's gonna eliminate bots and he's gonna make sure humans are authenticated. I think what he means by that and what I hope to see is a lot of the spam accounts and stuff like that, get rid of those. Great. I don't think anybody has any problems with that. Also, getting rid of people who are just hiding behind eggs trying to be anonymous. I want to see everybody's Twitter account attached to a name, an actual person. I think that's what he means by human authentication, because I think if you are willing to have a point of view about something, if you have something to say, then stand on what you say. You can say anything you want to say about me here at the Care Juice Podcast. My name's Monte Lee. Whenever I go onto somebody's platform or whenever I'm speaking to somebody online or wherever I go onto a panel discussion, I put my camera on and I make sure that I speak with my camera, with my face seen, because I stand by anything that I say. And I think if more people take pride and ownership of what comes out of their mouth, people are going to be held more accountable to making sure that they're interacting with one another, speaking to one another with a level of respect and accountability. Because if somebody can hide behind the anonymity of an egg of a fake avatar, that's where you can get the very toxic behaviors where people are just speaking anonymously and anonymously online and they don't have any real 
stakes or consequences behind what they are saying. That's my position on Elon buying Twitter. In a nutshell, I think it is a good thing that they're going to get rid of bots, that free speech is going to be protected to an extent. There needs to be some limitations on um, some national security things and other things when it comes to financial transactions, being able to sway certain things. I think there needs to be some regulations on those type of things, kind of boosting and dumping stocks. That stuff needs to be monitored. I agree. But for the most part, I don't see any problem with that. Why don't you guys and gals let me know what you think about Elon buying Twitter. Do you think Twitter should stay the same? Do you think it can make improvements? What do you think? Let me know in the comments below if you're watching on YouTube. And also for my podcast listeners, I really appreciate you. Thank you for rocking with me. Thank you for listening to the podcast. And this has been uh, a great journey that I have been on here with the podcast. It's growing and it's developing. And I just want to say that I really appreciate you. If you enjoy this, do me a favor. Please leave a rating and review for the podcast so other people can find it. Share this with anybody that you think would appreciate the podcast. And you can listen and watch the podcast on Spotify and anywhere podcasts are played. So, I don't want to waste any more of your time. So I'm going to say, like I say, every time on the podcast, the full episode of the podcast, love somebody, hug somebody, do something good for someone, not expecting anything in return. And until next time, peace.